Welcome to the Dance Studio Empire podcast, a mix of business strategies, simple tips for studio growth and success, with a touch of inspiration, motivation, plus raw and honest conversations to ensure you are building your studio empire. I'm your host, Jen Dalton, studio owner for 30 years, dance business coach, and the author of the book, Teaching Dance Beyond the Steps. My business philosophy is creativity is our superpower, and I believe we all have the means and ability to infiltrate this into our studio. Just sometimes we can get too busy, distracted, or overwhelmed to see that. So that is exactly why I am here to help you. So if you are ready to master the art of creating demand, unravel the dance of numbers in your studio, and run your business to its full potential, then you are in the right place. Okay, let's do this. Sit back and relax, and let's get ready to build your dance studio empire. Well, hello, studio owner, and welcome back to the podcast. If you are new to the podcast, then I just want to send you an extra big welcome. But if you're a regular, then welcome back. So I have had a couple of weeks off the the podcast, and this was after a really successful new intake for the mastermind. We had the Business of Dance Conference, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, And we have rebooked for next year, the same thing, but it is going to be over two days. So make sure you try and move heaven and earth to be there. It was such a great event and I'm super excited to bring it to you again. And then I also had the retreat for our mastermind as well. So it was a big couple of weeks. And after it, I decided that I would just take a bit of time because I wanted to plan out what I was going to be be serving you with um, over the next six months, essentially. And I wanted it to be really intentional because I appreciate how time poor we all are, how much everyone is just craving to to build their business for it to be successful, but to also be able to run it in alignment with the life that they want, um, make it sustainable. So you're not, you know, giving a hundred percent to your business and other areas of your life is sacrificing. And ultimately I just want things to be as simple and as clear as possible. And so that's why I've, I took a few weeks and I really have planned out what I want to give you over the, the next, you know, five to six months that comes with the podcast episodes that's coming with free trainings um we've got i've got an exciting new program uh just a a low cost program that's coming out um very soon um and also again we we opened the doors for the mastermind again for 2024 and so we're back I'm, i'm back with the first episode today and i'm just really excited that with this new series my my focus is just all about elevation innovation and captivation because i think that just encapsulates what we need to do to keep our business moving forward now for those who are new this podcast is about building your studio empire and whatever that is for you because it it is different for each of us but whether you're just getting started or maybe you're striving to hit that elusive million dollar mark my goal for these episodes is to just focus on aligning your goals by creating demand, 
standing out, mastering the business side of running your studio, but also attaining that alignment between your life and work. Because I think it's really important that that we just are, are more conscious of what we're doing every day because life is really quite short. When you think about it, as we're getting older, um, it, it becomes more apparent as well. So that's my goal. Now, for any of you who don't know, I'm in my 30th year of running my studio. And at its peak, I had six locations with over 1,200 students and about 30 staff. And although several years of doing that, I decided to consciously consolidate, um, my business still to this day is super successful. And not only does it give me an extremely healthy income, but it also has I'm, I'm able to have a beautiful balance of, of work and life um, together. So, and I want to share with you exactly how I did it, still how I do it, just without overcomplicating it, you know, without causing you extra overwhelm or stress and without the need for you to overcommit yourself financially. Because there are so many options now um, and opportunities out there where we can continually pay for things. But, you know, I challenge you to to really pull back on that, have a look at what you are spending on, where you should be spending, because I definitely believe that there are places that we should be spending in our business in, to enable us to move forward. But there may be other areas where you're leaking money. So anyway, throughout, you know, the, the following episodes, you're going to learn so much about me and exactly how I've built my million dollar studio empire. I want you to know that I I love hearing other people's stories. I love working with the studio owners I work with. I love having those conversations. And I love to share stories about me too because I think it's easier to relate if you know someone's actually been in the exact situation and experienced similar circumstances. And I can promise you that having been doing what I've been doing for 30 years, I have experienced so much. I've experienced, you know, being yelled at by the parent, the sleepless nights, wanting to expand, not knowing how, wanting to grow my team, not sure how to lead it properly, having to fire as teachers, you know, trying to get more enrollments, you know, continually building. I've been, I've been through it. I've also, I've bought a studio, an existing studio. I've sold studios. I've started a fresh you know, again, just um, six years ago, started another studio from scratch in a different area, just to prove that, you know, what I still talk about and still teach works. And so, you know, I've chances are if you are ch challenged by something or finding something tricky, I have been through it. I didn't necessarily do it beautifully, but have worked it out and always happy to share that experience with you. Now, when I was planning out this series, um, it got me thinking about exactly what I did when I started and what I still do to this day because although it looks somewhat different because we are talking over 30 years but really the strategies and the principles are the same and it really isn't complicated and there's no need to feel this overwhelm and I think sometimes with social media it's it's quite inevitable and I, I go through it myself so I completely understand but we're getting fed so much information that sometimes it's actually too much. And instead of doing anything, we just consume, consume, consume instead of doing it. Anyway, 
so I I went from zero students to 1200 doing just these exact things that I'm about to tell you about the episodes coming up exactly what I did because truly um, I'm I'm going to share all of it on the podcast now it actually doesn't matter how big or small your studio is or how long you've been running um, these things will ensure your studio can transform from what might feel like an overwhelming cycle of struggle or even stagnant. So I've had a few studio owners saying they just don't feel like they're going anywhere. They're stuck at a certain amount of numbers or they're, they're stuck with where they are. But what I'm hoping to share with you is, you know, to, to be able to make your studio everything that you've you dreamed it to be. And that also can change throughout the years as well, <laughs> just on a side note. All right, so what you do and where you spend your time in your business is so important. So let's get clear where and what you should be focusing on. So you can flash forward to now. For me, studio owners come and work with me for, for a few reasons. First of all, they come to me because they want to be better business owners and leaders to truly think at a higher level and to master increasing enrollments, income, and efficiency in running their studio. They also love my authenticity, my transparency. I share, I share, I share everything with you. And I have a no fluff approach to transforming their studio. So I just don't see, you know, I'm, I'm kind, but I also just tell it how it is because it, why waste time? Let's just, let's just get to the end um, sooner rather than later. That's, that's my motto. And, and the other thing is, I make it simple. Um, and that's what all these episodes are going to be about. Simple, simple, simple. I just, I'll tell you the simplest way to grow and transform your studio. Okay, now I'll start by saying when I was starting out, there was no social media. Websites were only for those really professional businessy businesses. Like you'd never have seen a dance studio website. And there, I mean, there wasn't even an option to add mobile phones, okay, because phones were still attached to the wall and had cords, right? But still then and now, it's these things that worked so well for me and the other studio owners that I work with. And I'm going to tell you now. The reason, because whatever your reason is for wanting to, to grow or listen, whatever your reason for listening to these podcasts is, whether it's wanting you wanting to increase your enrollment numbers, whether you have a team, um, have a team of incredible teachers, you want more flexibility and balance in your life or simply just to generate more income, I'm going to tell you, you're in the right place. So that is definitely a good start. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start by talking about something. It's crucial for every studio owner's success. And honestly, I don't really feel like it's spoken about too much. And it, it's about being in demand, like being the go-to, the, the first and only options for studios in your area. I don't know about you. We are absolutely swamped by other studios in our area majority of them I know and get on well with you know that side of things is fine I'm talking about you being the standout why is someone going to choose you what's going to make them come to you over someone else okay as dance studio owners we're not just shaping the artistry of our students 
but also the direction of our businesses. So demand isn't just a buzzword, it's the heartbeat of our studios. So understanding and harnessing demand is the compass guiding us towards growth and stability and a thriving dance community. And in this episode, I'm going to unravel why demand matters, how it impacts our studios, and what we can do to meet it head on. I want you to think of demand as the fuel that drives enrollments into your studio. Okay, so understanding and catering that demand ensures a consistent stream of excited students that um, like that leads to then a, a bustling financial and thriving studio because demand's going to help you navigate your dance studio's artistic growth as well okay so by identifying the dance styles and classes that are in high demand you can then tailor your offerings to meet the preferences of your community so this not only enhances your studio's reputation but it also attracts more students who are eager to explore the dance styles that they love. And if you're offering it, then they're going to come to you. Okay, high demand signifies that you're creating an environment where dancers like not only learn, but also can connect and form lasting friendships. And that, that this sense of community fosters loyalty and encourages students to return knowing that they're going to be a part of something special and that's how you become the go-to you become the the studio that people talk about that's what we're that's what I'm trying to get you know into everyone's heads at the moment so the question is where do you start okay here's what I did this is it I focus on these four simple things as a starting point and when I was going really hard in my business growth season, I was actually enrolling by 200 students per year. So it was really insane. That was taking into account the student numbers that I lost. So, you know, say, say we lost, say 20 didn't come back. I would fill that, that 20 and then I would add another 200. It was it was insane actually at the time at the time i didn't even really appreciate what it was for what it was because i've always just genuinely got in and done my best at this point there weren't business coaches there wasn't the information um on hand on online anymore like, that we have now this was just all me using common sense telling you like everything i'm telling you is what i did to to have that and so as i said it is still something that I do now. Um, of course, a little bit has, has tweaked and it has changed a little bit, but it's still generally the same. So what are those four simple things? The first thing is to make sure that you are attracting the right people. Second thing is to give them a reason to try out a class. You need to entice them. Third thing is, is to sign them up, which I know sounds so, sounds so simple, but super important. And then the fourth thing is to retain them for their dance life. Okay, that's it. This is all you have to do to be in demand and get your studio empire thriving. So you can breathe a sigh of relief, you can stop feeling overwhelmed. And like you must continually throw money at things and just simply focus on these four things. 
it's all getting too much, come back to this. First thing, attracting the right people, enticing them to try out a class, signing them up and retaining them for life. These four things then become your base thoughts for every action, decision and strategy you implement within your studio. All right, so let's just dive into the first one about how to attract the right people and why it's so important. Okay, why? The first and most important reason is that if they aren't the right people for your studio, they are not going to be happy. And if they aren't right, nothing you can do or say will change that. And I really, I really encourage you not to change anything for these people because the results will cause you more work. It will take more of your time and ultimately create unnecessary stress and drama. And no one, no one has time for that, right? I know for a fact you don't either. Um, and they're ultimately, even if you get them, you give them everything you want, they want, they will still leave you. Okay. So just, they're not right. They shouldn't make it through your door. All right. So then how, how do we do this? First of all, it, you really need to get clear on your branding and your marketing message. Okay. Now when I talk about branding and these are, I know these are fancy words that we're hearing all the time and I'm trying to break it down as simple as possible. So when you're talking about branding, it's more than just a logo or your color palette. Your branding encompasses how your potential families see, experience, and feels about your studio. So if you want to be memorable, you need to create a strong brand presence that sparks connection, empowerment, and excitement with the right people to enroll at your studio. And then once you have that sorted, that's when you need to get the message out to your people. Okay. And that's obviously via marketing and the word marketing is everywhere. And for those who don't love it or not naturally gifted with it, if you just think of marketing as simply how potential families get to know, like, and trust you. It's essentially a transfer of confidence that you are exactly what they are looking for or exactly what they're not looking for. Either of them, it's great. So that's why you want to be marketing directly to your perfect family or the right family, the right dancers. And I want you to consider who your perfect dance family is or your, the perfect dancer is. And then when you have established that, use images, use videos that will appeal to them and also um, really carefully consider the language that you're using in all forms of your communication. So whether that's social media posts, whether it's Facebook ads, whether it's your emails, whether it's on your website, you have to be really conscious of the language that you're using because you want, you're attracting a certain type of person that is perfectly going to fit into your studio. So me... For example, we are predominantly a recreation dance studio. So our branding and our marketing includes images and photos of our dancers hugging in class, not always in full uniform and not always having their hair back neatly, which much to my old school horror, but it's just not who we're targeting. You know, the videos that we put up online are our dancers doing routines. They're not always polished or precise. Because again, this is not who we're targeting. 
we're targeting the once or twice a week dancers who prefer to keep their weekends free for sport for example you know we're targeting the parents who want their kids to gain confidence and resilience so our marketing reflects that now when you hone in and refine your branding and marketing you are putting the power of decision making into the hands of your potential families so that by the time they make contact with you they know exactly who you are what you offer and that you are exactly what they are looking for or not <laughs> you're exactly not what they're looking for but either way it's a win right it's a win because and if you do it right you don't even have to sort through them with a phone call because they'll work out that they're not going to fit in to your studio and they won't even waste your time so that's what i'm going with with that that messaging that we need to get really clear of so for example a a preschool ballet school so ones who are you know before six and under they're, they're you're unlikely to use a photograph of a professional hip-hop dancer posing in an industrial setting you know that's not going to appeal to a preschool parent um and an elite training school like they're unlikely to have students dressed casually or not have their hair done neatly in class now <laughs> understand that there is no right or wrong i'm not saying one way is better than the other it's just right or wrong for your studio and it will be significantly but it will significantly benefit you and your growth if you focus on it so this week check in with your branding and your marketing plan like look look at the images that you're using assess the language that you're using in your marketing in your emails, in your social media posts? Do they represent who you want in your studio? That's basically it. Um, I think back to when we had our very first website, my husband built it. And as I said, like earlier on in this episode, this was, you know, this was a very raw first build ourselves website before websites were even really fancy. And my, he, my husband was building it out and he, was saying as we're putting the pictures on, you know, if as a dad of two young girls, at the time we had two young daughters, he said, I don't want to be clicking around websites and seeing girls, young girls dressed, you know, in skimpy costumes or showing a lot of body or with their leg above their head showing their crutch. Like he just said, I just don't want that as a dad. And so that's always been what my studios represented from day dot anyway. But it was just quite refreshing to hear that from an outside perspective, if someone is sitting down to Google your studio, what they see, those images is what they see is the, the feeling that they're going to get of what your studio represents. So that's just something to consider. Because I know, you know, even myself, like I love the look of those slick, beautiful websites and the dancers are looking amazing and immaculate. I love that, but our parents aren't going to get that if they come to our studio. And so I don't want to be attracting those people because they're just gonna come and be disappointed. And then it's gonna to lead to further issues and dramas. So ain't no one's got time for that, right? We don't. So I am just encouraging you to take this week, have a look at that, have a look at your branding, have a look at your images and ask yourself, is it in alignment with what your studio is offering? Is it in alignment with the people you are trying to attract? 
and keep doing it, like continually check in and tweak these things because these become your base thoughts to every action, decision and strategy that you do within your studio or ever. All right. That's it. That's it for this episode. I hope I've been able to give you a good start as we head towards the end of uh, this year. As I said, each episode is going to be about um, ex- expanding your position where you are right now in your studio, and but doing it in the most simplest way without overwhelm, without stress. But we're just going to get in and do it because if you're listening to this in real time, we're getting very close towards the end of the year. And as much as um, you know, we've still got a lot to do. It's actually time to start thinking about um, next year. But I will go into that more as the episodes go along. Um, But until next, I see you again next week, uh, we are going to be diving more into just looking at now what the perfect family is, and then getting them to come and try your classes. Because once they've tried the classes, they're then going to want to enroll and stay forever. And I'm going to tell you exactly how. All right, everyone, I will see you next week. And that's a wrap for this week's episode. I'm so grateful to have you listen each week. If you found today's episode valuable, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, five stars, of course, and leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback empowers me to keep delivering insightful content. To ensure you never miss an episode, hit that subscribe button and be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore Jen Dalton underscore and join our private Facebook group, Dance Studio Empire. Until next time, keep dancing, keep thriving and keep building your dance studio empire.